הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שברנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנע על קידוש עם השבע ארצים, אבל רבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן ונפגה. נענח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן. שבעזרת השם תדעי, we're gonna do two תורות. תורה חבב תורה 26 and תורה חבזה עם תורה 27. We're gonna do it on the same um, Gemara. So let's hop right into it. Torah Chavav. Leshon Rabbeinu Zichronu Vachah. This is directly from the language of Rabbeinu. Retzitza demayet beveyute hecha nafik rucha ve'amar leho behainu da'al. So, this interaction between Rabbi Yoshua and Sabbath ve'yotuna, the sages of Athens. Let's see what it is. So, they ask him, they ask Rabbi Yoshua, Retzitza demayet beveyute, a chick, that dies or that died in its shell. Where does the spirit of life that was once in the chick exit? And he said to them, Through where it entered. Okay. It's a very short Gemara. Very interesting. But let's see how Rabbeinu ties it together. First, let's look at Rashi. Because we're, I'm not going to translate the Gemara again when we get to lesson 27. Um, just look at it once right now. When it says a chick that died in its shell, a chick that died while it was still within its uh, shell. Okay. Let's go. Let's hop right into it. Retzitza. Rabbeinu explains Retzitza. A chick. This is what we explain. The chick, as it says according to Rashi. And what's a chick? This is the aspect of a tzadik. This is the tzadik. The tzadik will flourish in his days. Yifrach, to flourish. Is the same word efroach chick. So we see here that the tzaddik who is yifrach who flourishes is a play on the words that the tzaddik is in efroach. He's a chick. Shishaluto that they were asking. Rabbi Yoshua was asking. Sorry that the sages were asking Rabbi Yoshua. A tzaddik shememitet atmo. Shishaluto a tzaddik shememitet atmo. They were asking him that the tzaddik shememitet atmo who's killing himself and who's sacrificing himself through prayer and entreaties. Beeze mina mekomot. So the sages were asking him with regard to a tzaddik who constantly sacrifices himself when it comes to prayer and begging Hashem. In which place of the prayers does he need to give his soul over even more? Does he need to sacrifice himself even more? The Yeshiv line, which ones does he need to concentrate more in? And he answered them, Word entered. What does that mean? Meaning, wherever he needs to elevate the sparks of holiness. Meaning, wherever um, foreign thoughts enter him. Wherever foreign thoughts enter him, this is where he needs to elevate them. As is known, as is brought down in, um, in the Zohar Kadosh. In the place where he has these foreign thoughts, there he needs to give his sacrifice even more, place more emphasis in his prayer over there. He needs to elevate those sparks because those sparks needed to be, all those sparks of holiness that are coming to him are because, are, are enclosed within those foreign thoughts that come to the tzaddik during his tefillah. That when the tzaddik has foreign thoughts during his prayer, these are holy sparks actually coming to him for elevation. And this is where he needs to put all this koach in his prayer. This is an awesome chidush. That's the end of the Torah. The idea that the tzaddik needs to elevate all those prayers, all those foreign thoughts which are hiding all those holy sparks um, that need to be elevated 
um, by the tzaddik, and that's where the tzaddik needs to put all his emphasis. And we see the same Gemara that a chick that dies in its shell, where does his spirit of life exit? And he answers them in the place where it entered. So now this is going to be longer. It's going to be another interpretation of this Gemara, something completely different. Let's see how does this. Rabbeinu explains, in order to draw the world to serve Hashem, to, to serve Him in unison, in unison, to serve Him as one, and everyone would be able to, ser- to throw away the, the gods of silver and gold, their money, and to pray to God alone, meaning only to engage in tefillah, to engage in the service of prayer. Rabbeinu explains this thing is only possible, that this, this aspect of everyone throwing away their, their, um, their materialism and etc., etc., to pray to Hashem and to serve Hashem in unison, this is done every single generation according to how much peace exists within the generation. According to how much peace because according to how much peace exists between each person and they are investigating and explaining to each other the truth meaning they care about one another and they're giving each other advice advices like advice on how to come to the truth through this a person throws away each and every person throws away his falsehood his gods of silver, and he brings himself closer to the truth. And we said that this is all done through peace, but it's impossible to come to the aspect of peace, through the, except by means of the aspect of what? What we call the, the illumination or the radiant countenance, the radiant face. What's the radiant face? Hadrat Panim. And not only the radiant face, the majestic face. Two different ideas. And this is what it says in Bereshit, And Yaakov came whole to the city of Shechem. What does that mean? Serving him in unison is awakened through what? The aspect of through this idea of so what's meaning what is the idea by Yaakov Yaakov Shalem Yaakov came whole to the city of Shechem what it's really explaining is how to come to awaken this idea of to serve what? Shechem Shechem means unison Shechem Echad in one group this is what Shechem is. So in order to bring in this concept of serving God in one aspect, as one, is only through Shalom. And peace is the aspect of, is only possible through the aspect of Yaakov. And what did Yaakov represent? The radiant face. The beauty of Yaakov resembled the beauty of Adam Arishon, as it's brought down in the, in the Midrash. Or, my bad, Baba Mati, I believe, in the Gemara, sorry. Those who search for your countenance, Yaakov. 
What does it mean that Yaakov has a has a countenance, which is what this Hayagat Panim, this radiant countenance, as we see here, that Yaakov had this beautiful figure representing the figure of Adam Rishon, who also had this radiant countenance. So we explain here these two aspects: there's Hayagat Panim and Hadrat Panim, which allow a person to come to peace. But we just explained Hayagat Panim, radiant countenance. What about the majestic countenance, the Hadrat Panim? The Hadrat Panim The Hadrat Panim represents what? The Derosheh Torah, the expositions of Torah, the explanations. She Torah nidresh b'shloshesrei midot. That the Torah is taught through what the thirteen principles, midot, the thirteen characteristics, hanim shachim yud gimur shloshesrei tikunet dikna, which are brought and drawn from the thirteen rectifications of the beard as brought Zohar. That these thirteen principles are derived from the thirteen, uh, the thirteen uh, parts of the beard, the thirteen midot, the rectifications of the beard. Mibchinat hadrat panim. And what's the beard? This is the aspect of the radiant, of the majestic face. What's hadrat panim? comes to the word hadarta. Show fear, show reverence. For the presence of the elder. What's zaken? It's from the word zakan, the beard. Meaning, where exists the hadar, the where exists the the hadrat panim? Where on the face exists this this majestic this majestic aspect? This hadrat, this beauty, this this this. This um, this glory in a sense. On the zakan, on the beard, so we see here this aspect of the beard, um, represents the thirteen midot hachamim. Sorry, the thirteen midot of uh, which the Torah is taught. So we see here that the panim is all the expositions of Torah. So we see here there's the aspect of Yaakov. Um, who's the. Uh, the radiant countenance, and then we have the aspect of the majestic countenance, which is, comes through the expositions of Torah. And through the refining of one's wisdom within these thirteen um, attributes of, these, of the Torah, through which the Torah is taught, the same is true of how much he refines the voice, the sound of his song. The more one refines his wisdom with regard to the thirteen midot of the Torah. One refines, um, it's basically measure for measure, one refines the sound of a song. When it says zaken, it's putting the word This is one who acquires wisdom. An old person is one who acquires wisdom. But what's one who acquires? Kana comes from the word which means what? The windpipe. The windpipe is what? Releases the voice as we bring in the Gemara Barachot and look in the Zohar Pinchas. We see here that this is the idea of the voice. Let me see your countenance. When it says that, this is the aspect of Hadrat Panim, the majestic face. This is the reference to what this elderly person we're talking about, this Zaken, which is the beard we're talking about. Let me see your countenance. Let me see your countenance. Let me listen to your voice. What did he say earlier? What's the countenance? This majestic countenance is what the beard, which we talked about. What's the beard? Zaken, an elderly person. This is one who acquires wisdom. What's kane? It comes from the word hakane. Zekana chokma comes from the word hakane, the windpipe, which which is where the voice emerges. So we see here this idea 
let me listen to your, meaning let me see your countenance and let me listen to your voice are right next to each other in Shri Hashanim. It's part of the same verse. Why? Because according to the way one refines the Chokhmah of the expound the expositions of Torah. Meaning according to the way one refines the thirteen midot to which the Torah is taught, refines himself within these thirteen midot. Same is true about how much his voice is refined when it comes to song. Seek me and live. And then the second verse, for wisdom brings life to its possessor, to its owner. This is what it says in Amos, seek me out and live. Meaning seek me, the 13 midot of the Torah, the sechel, um, the intellect of the 13 midot through which the Torah is expounded upon. As you see at the end of the Korbanot, we pray, we say every day, we say these 13 midot. Um, so the 13 midot, uh, according to the way one refines his intellect, according to the 13 midot to which the Torah is expounded, same is true of how much his voice is refined. And this is what it says in Amos, seek me out and live, seek me. What's me? It's basically the face, the the majestic countenance. And when you seek me out, this sechel, this intellect, of these 13 midot, then what what happens? Then Chokhmah is brought to him. And this Chokhmah is able to bring life to its possessor. And then what did we say? Whenever one has a Chokhmah, then his voice is refined. And when your voice is refined, meaning just through making your voice heard alone, just your voice, without any speech, Hashem is able to save this person at a time when he's afflicted. And a time of his trouble, Bifkinat, as it says in Tehilim, Hashem lahem beshom od rinatam. And God saw the afflictions that were pressed on Am Yisrael, beshom od rinatam, when he heard their songs. Meaning what? Al kolo, Meaning just by making his voice heard, Hakadosh Baruch Hu sees whom it is that's afflicting him, this person. Which other nations are oppressing us just by making your voice heard. And this is what it says in Dvarim. Ba'er hetev. A good clarification, a good explanation in Dvarim. Ba'er hetev, a good clarification. What did Rashi say? Beshi'im lashon. With 70 languages. Sheperushim udrushe Torah. What is Sheperushim udrushe Torah? These are the explanations and the expositions of the Torah. With 70 languages, these are the explanations and the expositions of Torah. This is what it means to have a good clarification. And from the expositions of Torah, which we said is the Hadrat Panim, which is what's the Hadrat Panim, the Hadarta Penezaken, show reverence to the old person, the face of the, the elderly. And what's the elderly? It's the aspect of the beard. And what's the beard? One who acquires wisdom. And what's acquiring? the windpipe. So we see here that the exposition of Torah, that it's from there the voice emerges. Through them, meaning through the Torah, the explanation of the Torah, through which the voice emerges, He gave us good within all the languages and all the other nations. It says, Meaning Hashem saved us from all the goyim, etc. As it says, when he heard their songs. 
Rashi Tevot Ba'er. This is an the, take the first letters of that phrase Besham Od Rinatam. You have Besham Od Bet Et Aleph Rinatam Resh. You have Ba'er. Clarification as Ba'er Hetev. A good clarification. What's a good clarification? Ova'er Huleshon Perush Udrush. What does Va'er mean? Clarification. It's the language of what? It's an expression of what? Perush. Explanation, rush, exposition. When it says ba'er, it means to explain something, to expose something. And this is what we're talking about. That through the ba'er through the good explanation, which is the 13 midot of the Torah that we, to the Torah is expounded upon, then according to the way one refines himself within those 13 midot, then this is true about how much one refines his voice. Because through the 13 midot of the Torah, that his voice emerges. This is the source of the voice. So this is Besham Od meaning comes from the aspect of Be'er. When will a person have his voice listened to by Hashem without even any speech that Hashem will be able to listen to his voice and be able to protect him from all trouble? Whenever he has Ba'er. Besham Od Rinatam, Tevot, acronym for the word Ba'er. Whenever a person has Ba'er, meaning exp expositions of Torah, this is whenever his voice is refined to that level. But Rabbeinu explains to attain this majestic face that we're talking about, which is the aspect of the 13 midot, the 13 um, midot through which the Torah is expounded upon. And this voice, it's impossible to come to this level except through rectifying the covenant, the brit. It says, there's splendor, the adar and majesty, lefanav before him, or lefanav they are on his face, they are on his countenance. Hod adar lefanav, splendor and majesty belong to his countenance, belong to God's countenance. Meaning what? Kshe'oz komo. What's the end of the verse? Hod adar lefanav ve'oz ve'chedvavim komo. There's might and there's gladness, ve'chedva and joy, bimkomo in his place. What does that mean? Splendor and majesty only exist on his face when there is gladness and there is might in his place. What does that mean? What's the, what's the might that we're talking about? Oz. This is the Brit Kodesh. Meaning the only way a person has majesty, the majestic face, the Adrat Panin that we're talking about is only whenever a person has Oz, which is what? The Brit. Anikra Boaz, which is called Boaz. Why is the Brit called Boaz? The covenant is called Boaz. Because Boaz... The play on the words, Bo'oz, within him there is strength. This idea is brought in the Zohar, etc., etc. What's the strength of a person, of a man? This is his covenant. This is the gladness of the matron, as we brought, bring down in the Zohar HaKadosh. Um, in the Zohar. Or in the, pri, uh, in the Priyat Chaim Gamken, also. Ozi, Brit. And this is what it says in Shemot, Ozi. When it says Ozi, God is my Ozi Vezim Ratia. When it says Shirashim, Ozi Vezim Ratia, meaning Yud which is Hashem, is my might. Ozi Vezim Ran, he's my song. He's, God is my might and my song. He's my strength and my song. So when it says Ozi, Zebrinat Brit. When it says Ozi, this is a reference to the Brit. Because what do you say? The Brit is called Boaz, as we know, according to the Tikkun Ezoar, Tikkun Lamel, Tikkun 30. When it says song, this is the voice that we talked about. I Meaning, according to the one, how one rectifies his breath, he merits the voice. By he will be for me a salvation. That's the end of what it says in, in um, um, what do you call it? In Az Yashir. 
בבחינת הדצז, וירא השם בצר להם בשומר מבחינתם וכולי, etc. And Hashem saw the oppressions to them when he heard their voice, their song. Meaning, when a person has the breath, then his song is able to affect his salvation for him. וזה שאמרו חכמנו תיכון ולכן, this is what it says in the Gemara Sota, כשעלו ישראל מן הים, נתנו עיניהם לומר שירה. When Am Yisrael left the sea split, meaning when they walked through the split sea, and they got to dry land again, and they got uh, onto shore again. They raised their eyes and they, song, they sang a song. To sing song. Why? Why did the Gemara say that? Because the Rabbanu is explaining. Because upon the sea, the, the Red Sea, the Yamsuf, the Brit was revealed to them. The covenant was revealed to them. How do we know this? The aspect of the Brit was in revelation at the time of the spitting of the sea. How do we know this? As it says, Hayam Ra'abayanos. It says in the Torah, or it says in Tehilim, that the sea saw and it fled. This is this, the, the Red Sea, the Yamsuf we're talking about, that it saw Am Yisrael and it fled. So what does it mean? Hayam Ra'abayanos, Vayetse It went outside. Why did it flee? Because if you look at the Zohar in the, in the Midrash, Gamken, in the Midrash, It fled because what? It saw Yosef. It saw the bones of Yosef that Moshe was carrying. And when the sea saw the bones of Yosef that Moshe was carrying, it split before him. Just because just as Yosef fled before Eshet Potiphar, the wife of Potiphar, whenever he was being tested with the covenant and he was being tested to fall, he was being seduced by her and he still didn't fall into the temptation, he fled away from her. We know he left Pot Eshet Potiphar with his garment. He ran away. And what happened? Just as he ran away before Eshet Potiphar, the sea fled before Yosef. So what we see here at the sea, the aspect of the Brit, meaning Yosef who kept the covenant, is the, it's in his merit that the sea split. And what it said, Natenu Enehem, it said in the Gemara, Natenu Enehem, they raised their eyes. This is an aspect of what? The, the majestic face. This is the aspect of the elderly. What is the elderly? The elderly have the radiant face, the majestic face. Because what's the elderly? One requires wisdom. As Rashi explained, both of their eyes were open. It's regard to Adam and Chava. What do they mean that both of their eyes were open? Meaning, this was said with regard to Chokhmah, meaning Hashem granted Adam and Chava tremendous wisdom. And this is what it means, they gave their eyes. What are the eyes a reference to? The eyes is a reference to wisdom, as you see here. So this is what we're talking about. Natanu Nehem is a reference to the majestic face, which represents the wisdom of the 13 Midot Uh, to which the Torah is expounded upon. And this is what we're talking about here. And this is what it says, The babes and the sucklings, they said, it's in the Gemara Sota, the little child, the little children, and the sucklings, the people who were still nursing, the little uh, uh, infants that were still nursing, they said, This is my God, and I will glorify Him. Even the little children said this. When it says, this is, this is a reference to the Brit. And this shall be a sign for you. This is the, your sign. It's reference to the Brit. Because we know it's the sign of the, the covenant. And I will glorify Him. When it says, I will glorify Him. This is a reference to the majestic countenance. This is what it says. This is an explanation of what it says in Mishlei. One who keeps company of harlots, prostitutes, God forbid, he will lose his wealth. 
הון, and it says wealth, זה מבחינת כל, this is an aspect of the voice. כמו שאמרו חכמינו זיכרונו לך, אז החכמים say, כבד את השם מהונך. Honor Hashem from your wealth, מהונך. הון is wealth. אל תקחה מהונך, אלא מגרונך. As it says in the פסיקתא, and the Rashi Mishle also, and Rashi on Mishle, it explains this idea that don't honor God from your, it doesn't mean honor God from your wealth. Don't read wealth, rather read it from your throat, meaning honor Hashem from your voice. So we see here this idea of, <clears throat> of the voice here. And what's the voice? This is the Hadrat Pani. This is the Hadrat Pani. And Van Vehu, I believe, is a play on the words Hon. Because if you take the words Van Vehu, you have the, word, the letters Hei Vav Nun, you have the aspect of wealth over there. This is what we're talking about, the Anvehu, and I will glorify you, meaning, how does one glorify Hashem? Through the wealth one has. But what does it say? Don't read it wealth. Rather what? Rather, read it from your throat. Don't read it Mehonecha from your wealth, rather from Migronecha from your throat, with a Gimel instead of the Hei. Gimel Resh. Why? To teach us that how does one honor Hashem? Through the throat, which is the voice. That one attains to the adrat panim that we're talking about. And when one blemishes the covenant, his voice is also blemished. As we see here, the connection between the voice and the brit. And Yaakov, who kept the covenant, it says, the first of my manhood, it says in Bereshit. Why did Yaakov call... Um, 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 he called... Meaning, when he gave, uh, when he had um, relations with Leah to give birth to Reuven, uh, what happened? This was the first time Yaakov ever had a seminal mission. This is Reshit Oni, the first drop of his manhood, it says. Reshit Oni, the first of my manhood. Yaakov, he kept the Brit in perfection, Zachar Akor, and because of this, he merited the voice. How do we know this? It says, Hakol Kol Yaakov. This sounds like the voice of Yaakov when Yaakov came to steal the Bracha from Yitzchak. What did Yitzchak say? Hakol kol Yaakov, this is the voice of Yaakov. And surely the hands of Esav. So Yaakov merited the aspect of the kol, the voice. Through what? For the fact that he had protected his Brit Kodesh. And through the aspect of voice, one merits peace. So we see here, one has to keep the Brit to merit the voice. And when one keeps the voice, then one merits the um, shalom, peace. And how do we know that peace comes from the voice? The song of songs. That was to Shlomo. This is the song of songs that Shlomo sang. La melech she'a shalom shelo. What Shlomo? Shlomo is an idea. La melech to the king she'a shalom shelo. That peace belongs to him. Shlomo was the king of peace. Peace was his. So why did Shlomo merit, why did Shlomo merit to sing Shira Shirim, the song of all songs? Because, and what song? It's the voice that we're talking about. Because what? He, had, he was the king of peace. Because he merited peace, he had the voice. And because he had the voice, he had peace. So we see here that this idea that Shlomo also had the voice. And because of this, he was called the Melech HaShalom. He was called the King of Peace. And this is why immediately after the song of um, the Kol Rina, the, the melodious voice that was sung at Shirat um, Ayam, at the, the, the song of the sea, whenever we sang Az Yashir, after the spinning of the sea, we merited what? Shabbat Shalom. We merited receiving the, um, the commandment of keeping Shabbat. The idea of Shabbat Shalom. And it says, look in Zohar Korach over there. 
we merited the aspect of Shabbat Shalom, the, the Shabbat of peace. Shabbat Shabbat and Shabbat was commanded in which city, in, in which um, place in the desert, Mara. When they came to Mara, this is where Shabbat was commanded to them. So this is right after the spilling of the sea, as it brought down Mara Sanhedrin, that when they came to Mara, this is when they were commanded of Shabbat. This is what it says in Shemot, Vatan lahem Miriam shiru Hashem. Vatan lahem Miriam, and Miriam answered to them, shiru Hashem, sing to God. This is part of the song, as Yashir, look over there in Besharah, that Miriam answers them when the men are singing, Shiru Lashem, sing to God. Rashet Evot, if you take the word Vata'an Lahem Miriam Shiru, take the first letter Vata'an, Vav, Lahem, Lamed, Miriam, Mem, Shin, Shiru, you have Shalom. This is an acronym for the word Shalom. Shalom is Vata'an Lahem Miriam Shiru. Shira Shalom. That through the song of Az Yashir, they merited Shabbat Shalom, which is, they merited the peace which is come through Shabbat, which is Shabbat Shalom. And this is why specifically in the city of Mar- in the place of Mara, place where there were bitter waters, this is where we receive the aspect of Shabbat Shalom. Because it's the way of peace to be enclosed within bitterness. Peace is enclosed within bitter things. It says, Behold, in peace I had great bitterness. It says in Yeshaya. What does that mean? In peace there was bitterness. Just like with all healings, all medicine, it comes in, in, um, in medicine that is bitter. Meaning whenever a person wants to heal himself, he has to take a bitter medicine. The same is true of peace. Because peace is a healing for all matters. It says, Peace to the one who's foreign, to the one who's close. And I will heal him. Meaning peace has this aspect of healing within it. We see from this verse clearly in Yeshaya. So we see here this idea that just like with regard to getting a healing, a physical healing, one needs to take a bitter medicine. Same is true of peace. That peace brings healing as well. And peace must come also with bitterness. It's enclosed within bitterness. And sometimes the sickness is so strong until literally it's not possible. It's not possible. The person who's sick has no power to endure the bitterness of the refuot, the medicine that he's taking. And then the doctors basically, they abandon the patient from this sickness and they let him give up. The same is true of sins, which are the sickness of the soul, Rabban is explaining. Rabban is explaining a phenomenon that's huge right now. The idea that just like with regard to medicine, when a person needs a physical healing, sometimes person can't endure the bitterness of the medicine. He can't take the healing, can't take the advice of the, what the doctor is telling him. So the doctor, because he did not want to take it, they give up on him. The same is true of a person and is sinning. Because what's a sin? The sin is a sickness of the soul. It's a, a person the whole nefesh, a person's a sick soul. Whenever what? He's sinning. We are all sick people, God forbid. And whenever this, these sins overcome us, whenever these, these, these sins, which are the sicknesses of the soul, they overcome us as any Then a person is not able to endure the bitterness of the healing. And it says in Yeshaya, then what? In Shalom, there's no peace, said Hashem, to the wicked ones. Meaning, who are the wicked ones? The people who, God forbid, continue to fall into sin because their, their soul is sick. 
So of course there's no peace because there's no inner peace within their bodies, no inner peace within their soul. This is what praise Hakadosh Baruch This is how he pra- he praise Hakadosh Baruch This is how he praise God. That he threw away and overlooked all his sins. So that God wouldn't need to enclose the peace within so much bitterness. Hashem was able to overlook all the sins of Chizkiyah. Why? So that his bitterness, so that his peace wouldn't be enclosed within the bitterness, etc. And this is what it says, Behold, in peace I had great bitterness. As we brought above, because it's known, because for peace one needs first bitterness. And it, what does it say in the verse? It continues. But you loved my soul and kept it from descending down to Shachat, which is an aspect, a form of hell. Because what does it say over there? That what's the idea here? Because Hashem loved you. But you loved me. You loved my soul and you kept it from descending down to hell. Because you know that I don't have the strength to endure the bitterness according to my sins. Meaning I don't have the strength to endure the punishment of my sins. So Hashem, He lightens the bitterness upon us. And He gives us peace nonetheless without the enclosement through bitterness. Because He knows that we cannot endure it. We just did that. And what did it say? For you overlooked all my sins and you threw threw it over. You threw them behind you, basically. In order that the peace should be enclosed within the bitterness that I can handle, meaning not something that I can't handle. And what does it mean, Avraham was old? Old, meaning through the aspect of all that we just talked about above. Through this aspect of being old, which is this majestic face, through this, Hashem blessed God with, ev- Hashem blessed Avraham Bakol with, Bakol with everything. What does that mean? Zeh Shalom. Bakol, this is a reference to peace. Kemoshe Katuv, Shalom, God creates, He makes peace and He creates everything. So we see here that Shalom and Hakol are in the same verse, they're directly connected. So we see here that when God blessed Hashem with everything, this is a reference to peace. As Rabbeinu brings down here, that because Avraham married this aspect of Zikenut, of being Zaken, of being elderly, which is Hadrat Panim, this majestic phase, because of this, he merited the voice. And because he merited the voice, what did he merit also? The aspect of peace. The Shalom Begufo, and when one merits basically a refined voice, etc., the Shalom Begufo, and he has Shalom within his body, because what do we say? In order to come to Shalom, you first must rectify your voice. So when a person rectifies his voice and then he has shalom within his within himself. Shabbat, I mean, Shabbat, Darshu al Pasuk Yaakov Shalom and Yaakov came um, whole, wholesome. Shalom begufo, meaning what? He had peace within himself, within his body. Shalom bebamanu, he had peace within his money, etc., etc. So what does it mean? When a person merits a refined voice and he has peace within his body, the Abba Marot. So that the four humors, the the abama, the four bitterness, what does that mean? So that what? What does it mean to have peace within your body? This is whenever the four aspects of bitterness, the four elements, the four humors, 
don't overcome one another. Shalom b'mano. This is what it means. When it says Shalom begufo, this is be'arba marot. What does it mean? Yaakov came to Shechem uh, whole. He was complete with his body. This is that the four humors weren't overcoming one another. Shalom b'mano. When it says that he had complete, he was complete in his body. Shalom yebaze ve'achalaze. So that this one doesn't come and eat that one. As the daughter of Nakdimon ben Gurion said in Ktuvot, Shalom betorato, um, peace within his Torah, below Kushot, without any questions. And then it says about Yaakov, that Yaakov came wholesome to the city of Shechem, as we just mentioned above. This idea that Yaakov had peace within his body, peace with the money, um, um, etc., etc. Meaning that the, the, the four marot don't come and eat one another, they don't overpower one another, that his elements are in perfection, meaning he has complete peace. And this is what it means to be peace, that he's not sick, that Yaakov certainly was not sick, he was came shalem, because he rect rectified his voice, he rectified the brit, what we talked about above. And because of this, he had a complete peace within him, within his insides, etc., um, etc., because sickness, we know, is whenever the four elements overpower one another, um, whenever one element of fire overpowers water, etc., etc., this is how a person is sick. His elements are not in balance. But Yaakov was perfect. And this is what, in explanation of what it says in the Gemara, This is the aspect of what? As is brought down in Yeshaya Membet, and also Melachim Bet. It's brought down. A broken reed. What's a broken reed? This is a reference to the other nations, the Goyim, Shem Rachokim, Zaken. Because they are far from this aspect of Zaken, of elderly, which is Zekana Chokma, one who acquires wisdom. Panim, they are far from this concept of the majestic face, of having a face of majesty. And they are constantly attached to the the broken reed, meaning their voice, their Kane, their windpipe. Is not complete. It's broken. It says in Tehilim, Ge'ar, rebuke or break, the beast of the reed. What did that mean? What we just talked about. The Kane, the Kane is not complete because they don't have the Hadrat Panim. Their windpipe is not complete. What happens? We just explained the aspect of the chick. What's the Mayed Bevute which dies within its shell? Meaning to kill themselves and to nullify themselves. Meaning Meaning to destroy, to kill, to, null, to, to write off their prayers and their entreaties from requesting from other gods. Meaning when the Goyim are able to break, them, break their tefillot to, the to the other gods, to their Avod God forbid. Rather that they should call all to the name of Hashem Yudkev Avke, but they they all recognize God. This is what it means to die within the Mayat Bivutu dies within the shell. What's Beute? Put in the words Ba'utam, their prayers, meaning that their prayers to their other gods should be killed off, that they should stop doing such a thing, and that they should all call out and pray to Hashem, the true the true God. So what did the the sages of Athens ask? Where did the spirit of life exit? What does that mean? Meaning this aspect is only possible through Tikkun Abrit. Meaning, how do we attain that everyone, all the Goyim even, the entire world serve God in unison? 
that they all recognize Hashem, to pray to Hashem. This is only possible through Tikkun Abrit. Rectifying the covenant. And it says, no more spirit arose within the man. Meaning, what spirit? It's actually the power to have kids. Meaning, he didn't have koach anymore to have this power to have kids. Meaning, the brit was weak there. This is what it means. What's ruach? A ruach is, a, is an expression of the brit that we see here in this verse in Yahushua. And how does one take out and release the sparks of holiness that have fallen through the blemishing of the covenant? So that's what they're asking him. Rabbi Yoshua, how does one repair all the sparks through which one has damaged, the holy sparks through which one has descended to the klipot, the evil forces, through his blemishing of the covenant? Rabbi Yoshua answers them, how does one rectify this? Behind the al. Meaning what? That through which it enters. Meaning what? In the one who has ruach. Meaning within the one who has the spirit of foolishness. Meaning these 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 thoughts of um, promiscuity. And he breaks his ta'ava. What is Rabbanu explaining? When one is tested within this test of promiscuity, of sexual temptation, and he breaks his desire not to fall into it, with this, he's able to release himself and to, to release all those sparks of holiness from that he had unfortunately damaged through the Pekamabuit. Because this is what we call Tshuva Tamishkar. The, the fitting Tshuva, the perfect Tshuva, the, the equal Tshuva. The Zekenim have stopped that the Zekenim, the elderly, have seized from the gates. Bachurim, the young ones, Mineginatam from their songs. This is what we're talking about. Zekenim, this idea of being Zaken, Nadratpanim, Bachurim, being young, Mineginatam from the voices, the idea of the connection between of the Zaken and the voice, the Hadratpanim that we just talked about. So this is what we're saying. This is what we're saying. <clears throat> this is what we're we're explaining here. This idea that when one overcomes the power of the tava, whenever it comes to testing, with this he's able to elevate all those nitzotzot of kedusha, those sparks of holiness that have fallen through his kamabuit, meaning all the sins that he's done with his with his covenant, God forbid, in the past, can be rectified whenever he's. Put in, back in the same situation as Rabbeinu explained in Sihot Aran. When a person's brought, put back in the same situation which he fallen in before and he overcomes that situation, this is what we call true tshuva. Shayach le'el, applicable to that which is above. And I forgot to say, up until this part of the lesson, this is where the language, this is the manuscript of Rabbeinu, this is where it ends. Rabbeinatan adds, Shayach le'el, applicable to that which is above. And God saw their trouble when he heard their songs. What did he say earlier? That through listening to his voice, this person who has attained the voice, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees who's oppressing this person, which Goyim are oppressing him, etc., etc. And Rabbeinu said, Rabbi Nathan is quoting Rabbeinu now, and Rabbeinu said at this, at this moment, and therefore, when God forbid, there is some sort of decree and trouble upon 
Am Israel that comes from the Goyim. It's good to sing the melody, meaning the anthem of that nation which is oppressing us. God forbid. Look at this Chidush. Rabban was explaining it's important to sing the melody of this nation who's oppressing us. For example, the Star Spangled Banner or something like that. Um, the national anthem of the U.S. Let's say, God forbid, God forbid that such a thing were to happen that the U.S. were to oppress the Jewish people. It would mean that we would sing that melody in order to make sure to remind Hashem that He should listen to our voice. So what, what the Rabbeinu, how does the Rabbeinu explain this? When he listened to their voice, meaning their voice specifically. Meaning whose voice? Not our voice. Their voice. Meaning their song and their melody. The melody that belongs to the Goyim that is putting troubles and pressure to Am Israel. God forbid. This is the voice we're talking about. So this is, when a, this is how a person should subdue should subdue um or be, be able god forbid to, god be able to remove the suffering that is upon us from the goyim is by singing their melodies their their anthem etc etc bizat hashem may we never merit to have such troubles but bizat hashem to bring the world to have complete shalom to serve hashem in complete unison through this voice through this hadrat panim that we just mentioned etc etc Is that the Shemish Hutra Benoit Kadosh?